I know it's tough, but uh, we got to get this thing going again, folks. We've been letting you slide. We've been letting you have turkey and all the fixings. And now it's time to get back into y'all mode. Hello. Welcome into the y'all show, the show all about the South with your gracious host and very thankful host after we come out of Thanksgiving weekend, John Rawl. Hope y'all doing well. Hope you had a great time with family and friends. I had some of my Thanksgiving was great with my son and had good food, but most of it was rather boring and very lonely. But that's another story. Enough of my problems. This is all about y'all. But no, I'm thankful for what I had and I had a good time and and good food all the way around. You can't go wrong. Thanksgiving 2018 in the books. Now, getting ready for Christmas. That's the next big one on the calendar as we turn the page next month to the month to the month of December. But it is officially the Yuletide season. So, Merry Christmas early, and Happy Hanukkah, and all the other seasonal events that go on this time of year here in our part of the world. This is the Y'all Show, talking about the South. We've got headlines that we need to share with you in just a sec. We also will tell you our hashtag hullabaloo coming up in the next segment. Good Thanksgiving-related and holiday-related social media madness that we'll share with you in just a few minutes. Then, before we get out of here, speaking of Thanksgiving and Black Friday from this past week... We'll tell you some of the business goings-on of our region in our Y'all South, our Y'all Street business report coming up in the uh, about 20 minutes away. We'll have that coming up on the Y'all Show, so you don't want to miss that. Then when we get to Hour 2 of today's Y'all Show with John Rawl, we'll start it off with a look back at the sports goings-on of a, a long holiday weekend. Plenty of college football. It got started early with the Egg Bowl and a fight happened there in Oxford, Mississippi between the Sharks and the Bulldogs, and the Bulldogs thumped the Sharks as expected, and they go off to the bowl, and Mississippi Sharks go to the toilet bowl for the third year, no bowl for the University of Mississippi. So we'll tell you about all of the college football action, the seven-overtime game. My goodness, what a crazy game. I, I sat up till whatever time it was, well into the early morning hours of Sunday, watching LSU, Texas A&M. And, yeah, it was a a fun game to watch, but it was really kind of, after a while, those long overtime games get kind of ridiculous. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, I was at the very first seven-overtime game. Do you remember which one that was? It was 2001, and a long, lanky guy named Matt Jones was quarterback of the Arkansas Razorbacks. And a tall but not quite as tall as Matt Jones' quarterback was leading a team called the Ole Miss Rebels named Eli Manning. And I was right there in Vault-Hemingway Stadium in 2001 when Arkansas somehow prevailed in seven overtimes. And so I saw that with my own eye. And so I could tell you that after a while, some of these overtime games get ridiculous. So that if you want to see a lot of points scored, I think it ended up being 74-72, Texas A&M, then go have your fill of those kind of games. But LSU got robbed, in my opinion, on more than one occasion at the end of that game. And I'm no LSU homer, but Coach O... You have a, a very good complaint to be made. And, and even if it's not totally accurate, there needs to be some revisions because I think, if I, I know this isn't sports time here on the show, but I think in college football, the instant replay has become a little bit too overpowering. And just because on a clock on a digital screen, it might say 0.00, it may have more than that time. On the field, it's all based on when the whistle blows. And there's no way an official is going to time his whistle to 
real time. There's always going to be a little bit of a, a, a delay, and that costs LSU. There, there should not have been a final play given Texas A&M in regulation, just like other things. So I don't want to get into it. I don't want to relive it. I don't want to tick off our Texas A&M loyal listeners. But LSU has a valid point. Now, good news, LSU, this did not cost you a berth in the national championship picture. You weren't going to go there anyway, more than likely. And and it did cost you probably one of the New Year's Six Bowls. But you had a okay season. You should have had a better season. And you got a lot to still be proud of. Coach O, I think, did a pretty good job this year. So don't be trying to get a new coach. That's one thing that we learned from the weekend. We've got some coaching changes to tell you when we get to hour two of today's show. We also will talk some sports with Jerry Short. He's on location, speaking of the Pelican State. He's down on the bayou, and he's going to phone in with a report. I think we'll be able to get a good dose of Louisiana, but I bet you he was in South Mississippi as well. We'll talk to him about his Thanksgiving weekend and memories and such, all that coming up on today's Y'all Show with the General. All right, now looking at what's going on in the Southland, protesters are calling for a boycott of Alabama's largest mall. And I know if you've ever been through central Alabama and hung out in Birmingham, you've heard all about the Galleria down near Hoover, Alabama. Well, remember on Thanksgiving night, if you saw the headlines, there was a shooting and two people got wounded, but a cop came, ended up shooting someone who allegedly had a gun and killed that person. And it turns out that the person killed may have not been the person originally doing all the shooting. And now protesters are very upset, and they have a right to be. You don't like to see people innocently killed. But Emantic E.J. Bradford was shot and killed on Thanksgiving night there at the Galleria in Hoover, Alabama. And he was there on scene and believed to be the person who shot and injured an 18-year-old man during an altercation a 12-year-old girl was also hurt in the gunfire, and Bradford, who was 21 years old, was shot by the law enforcement official there, and now it's been determined he was likely not the shooter, and they're looking for the person responsible for the shooting. But according to what the report says, he was Bradford, was, the man killed, was fleeing the shooting scene while brandishing a handgun, and that caused him to be shot and killed. Now, is that legal? I don't know. But don't have a gun when you get to a mall, even if you're, even if you're actually, I guess, warranted to carry a, a gun. And I, something tells me this guy probably wasn't. You're just looking for problems. And malls, anytime, can be a dangerous place, but certainly on a holiday. And this happened in the evening hours on Thanksgiving when they probably had some early early bird specials going on at the Galleria. And you saw nonsense happening, unfortunately. At least one man loses his life, and we wish everybody the best in the effort to find who the real shooter of this was, and this gets resolved. But yes, protesters are now protesting the mall there. Justice for EJ is the hashtag, and as we can expect, you'll see the typical civil rights organizations claim this probably was a racial type deal. I don't know if it was or not. I don't even know the race of the, of the shooter, the law enforcement official, but yeah, he had a gun. And I'm not saying he should have been killed, but it doesn't help yourself out, especially in a high-tense environment of a shooting in a mall. President Donald Trump will be in the Magnolia State today. He's going to be campaigning at the last minute to try to help out Senator Cindy Smith, the current senator from Mississippi, who's got a special election tomorrow in a runoff. And she'll be going up against Mike Espy, who was 
in the Clinton administration as the Secretary of Agriculture of the United States and went on to be in other positions in his life. He was a congressman in Mississippi at one point, representing the Delta of Mississippi. And Cindy Hyde-Smith's been in the news a lot for comments she's made leading up to this special election. Now the latest group coming out wanting money back from a donation is Major League Baseball. And they've asked for a donation in wake of hanging comments that Smith made in Tupelo went on the campaign trail recently, and they made a $5,000 donation, Major League Baseball, that is. And according to a spokesperson, the contribution was made in connection with an event that MLB lobbyists were asked to attend. MLB has requested that the contribution be returned. And the senator's campaign did not respond for a request to the comment from Major League Baseball, but we've seen other organizations ask for their money back including Walmart. They wanted a $2,000 donation given back to them from Cindy Smith. A lot of these places, let's be frank, they're jumping on the dog pile of Cindy Smith to try to look good themselves. Now, why would Major League Baseball need to give her $5,000 anyway? And she's a U.S. Senator from Mississippi, which last time I checked, Mississippi does not have one single Major League Baseball franchise and will never have a Major League Baseball franchise. And I can say that as a longtime resident of the state of Mississippi, it it won't. Although you could you could put the attendance in Starkville and Oxford together sometimes on a college baseball weekend, and you'd have more than half of Major League Baseball teams attendance for sure. So maybe I should take that statement back. But now Mississippi's got a long way to go before they can get any kind of professional sports franchise. But right now, Cindy Smith getting the president to Mississippi today. Mike Espy hoping to pull off. A Tuesday miracle, and it's not too much of a miracle for him. Remember that he's got a chance with all this negative publicity and attention to this race coming from Washington and beyond that he's hoping that he can pull the Doug Jones effect, which is what happened in Alabama when he went up against Roy Moore and all those horrible and really horrible things were said about Roy Moore, i.e. sexual molestation of children and such. That's pretty hard to overcome. Now, what Cindy Smith said was pretty stupid, but I'm not going to put it in the same level as what Roy Moore was accused of and why he ultimately lost in Alabama. We'll have to see. It's going to be a close race in in the end, and President Trump, with his weight coming to Biloxi today, as well as Tupelo campaigning, he even said the other day when I was watching him going into the Thanksgiving holidays that he thought he might stop off in Jackson, and if that was the case, it's going to be one of those last-minute dropping in at the airport hangar type thing at uh, Jackson's International Airport in Mississippi. I don't know if he's going to pull off three, but he's scheduled to do two events in Mississippi leading up to tomorrow's special runoff between Senator Cindy Smith and Mike Espy for the Senate seat in Mississippi, one vacated by Thad Cochran earlier this year due to health reasons. A guy who should never have run four years ago when he tried to get reelected. He should not have run if he knew he was going to be in that bad of health. And I think most people knew he was in bad, that bad of health four years ago. But And Chris McDaniel should have been the current senator from Mississippi, if you ask me. But that's another story. But we do have political stuff to get to on Tuesdays, y'all. And we'll tell you all about it so you don't want to miss it. Here's a weird story I saw in a headline over the weekend. That Buffalo soldiers were hung in 1917 in Houston, Texas after a race riot. And now there's been efforts to have them all pardoned in the Houston area and in the state of Texas. 
And sure enough, right during World War One, I, I don't know if this happened prior to the U.S. actually entering the war, but in August of 1917, there was a riot in Houston, Texas, and 15 white people were killed during this riot in Houston, which was uh, getting to be a big town at the time, but certainly a place where you had a lot of commerce being right near the Gulf of Mexico. And 118 black soldiers were charged with murder, mutiny, aggravated assault, and dissipating orders after a race riot there in Houston. And ultimately, 19 of those 118 soldiers were eventually hung in Texas. And a person named Priscilla Graham, a author in Houston and a historian, is among those seeking to have all of the soldiers pardoned on the basis that, that their arrests and trials were unjust. And she's actually written to President Barack Obama in the past, seeking help, and she's also written President Trump, asking for the pardons, but has yet to receive a reply from the White House. So this is a story that is going to be something interesting to follow. And I, I love history, and I know about the Buffalo Soldiers. I had no idea they were still called Buffalo Soldiers even into the World War I time period. I knew they served prior to the Spanish-American War, and they served in the Philippines and in Cuba during the Spanish-American War. But yeah, there was a lot there in the Houston area back 101 years ago, and a horrible race riot broke out in 1917, and you saw a lot of people killed. And look, it was a different time, so it was probably not too hard to round up 100 and whatever I said, 118 soldiers accused them of all kind of crimes and ultimately hang that many that I said. It was, what, 19 hung for murder and stuff? They're in Houston, Texas, and now looking to remedy that situation. Uh, along those same lines, I want to tell you about Olivia Hooker. And Olivia Hooker died, unfortunately, and she was one of the last survivors of the Tulsa race riots. Have you ever heard of that? That's considered one of the worst riots in U.S. history, and it happened back in 1921, four years after what happened in Houston. This happened in 1921 in Tulsa. In fact... How about this little fact? I won't call it a fun fact, but how about this? It's the only time in American history that American military aircraft has fired on American citizens. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. But yeah, it got out of control, and I think the National Guard or something was brought in, and this was in the early days of aviation, and sure enough, I believe aircraft actually either shot machine guns at or dropped bombs on the rioters in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921 in this horrible, horrible riot that happened there. And one of the survivors of that just died at 103 years old, Olivia Hooker. Now, what is amazing about Miss Hooker, at she, of course, she lived through those riots in 21, so she would have been six years old roughly when those riots happened in Tulsa. But she went on to be one of the first black women ever in the United States Coast Guard. How about that? And this riot, of course, there early in her life. And the amount of deaths from that riot have never been confirmed. But estimates vary from about three dozen to 300 people killed in the Tulsa riot of 1921. But sure enough, she went on to earn a master's degree from Columbia University in New York and a Ph.D., and went on to serve in the United States Coast Guard, one of the first black people ever involved in the Coast Guard. So what an amazing story. And she died at 103 over the holiday weekend 
And so we want to keep our family and our thoughts. Olivia Hooker in with the Oklahoma connection there and carrying on a, a great legacy in the United States Coast Guard. Two children have died from the flu in the Sunshine State. According to the Florida Department of Health, one child was not vaccinated and had no underlying medical conditions. The second victim was also not vaccinated but had underlying medical conditions. Flu activity is expected to increase in coming weeks. So, yes, as the flu picks up, we know now that a couple of young children have died in the state of Florida, and we know that it's going to likely grow, unfortunately, as we get through the next month or two of 2018 and on into 2019. A DUI crash in Mississippi has killed three, including the driver who was recently released after her fourth DUI, authorities say. Shelly Rose was driving a Dodge Caravan near Picayune, Mississippi, and she was driving the wrong way on southbound lanes of I-59 near Lumberton and Picayune before colliding with two vehicles. The wreck killed Rose. Jada Bright, age 23, of Slidell, Louisiana, and 45-year-old Alabama resident Evans Vincent. A Honda CRV also crashed into a sedan and rolled over into the wood line. Others received minor injuries. And that is horrible news coming from the state of Mississippi there. Rose was arrested on November 21st, and, and that happened near Ellisville, Mississippi. And she was arrested on suspicion of public drunkenness and released without bail later that night. In the state of Mississippi, a fourth DUI offense is punishable by up to 10 years in prison, but Mississippi's state court system's slow pace and problems getting information from jurisdictions where previous DUI offenses have occurred hamper prosecutions of repeat offenders, according to a Lauderdale County, Mississippi spokesperson. But unfortunately, in this case, this drunkard back out on the street ends up killing two others, including herself, as well as herself, I should say, on this Thanksgiving weekend crash in the Magnolia State. The owner of the Houston Texans, Robert Bob McNair, died over the weekend at the age of 81. He brought football back to Houston after the Houston Oilers left for Nashville in the late 1990s. One of the league's most influential owners, McNair, had battled leukemia and other cancer in recent years before he died on Friday. The team did not immediately release a cause of death, but said he died peacefully with his wife Janice and his family by his side. After the Oilers left for Nashville after the 1996 season, McNair made it his mission to return the NFL to Houston, and he did so when the Texans began play in 2002. He grew up in North Carolina, and he actually played college football for the University of South Carolina. He graduated from the University of uh, South Carolina in 1958 with a Bachelor of Science degree and went on to Texas to become a very successful entrepreneur and, as we know, one of the league owners. The team last that got a franchise in the NFL, the expansion, Houston Texans, and their founder and owner, Bob McNair, dying at the age of 81 in Houston. A Jewish man, this is a strange story, a Jewish man wearing a prayer shawl was arrested after an alleged anti-Semitic rant during a Thanksgiving Eve flight outside of Atlanta, and the man went on a rant, and police came up to detain David Tofe, age 37, at Atlanta's Hartsville-Jackson Airport after his Delta flight from Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport arrived on Thanksgiving Eve, and he had refused to give officers his ID and continued a disturbance, according to Atlanta police, and he 
went off on all kind of people with all kind of anti-Semitic remarks. And again, he was Jewish himself. So you just never know about how things work out, do you, with uh, news stories when you start reading them here on the Y'all Show. All right, now to our D-U-M-M category and our post-Thanksgiving edition of D-U-M dummies, dummy dummies on the Y'all Show. A, have you ever heard of this term, a porch pirate? Well, how about this? A porch pirate's person goes and steals stuff from somebody's porch. You shouldn't do that. It's a crime. Well, a porch pirate in the Sunshine State went and pulled an act, and this woman had no idea what she'd find when she opened up her lucky theft. And the homeowner, Shelly Draves, says in her video, you can tell that she came up with a blue bag of tarp or something. She just kind of tossed it right over the bag, so she obviously didn't even look at what she was stealing off her porch. And as Draves wrote, Let's say she got her karma today. And sure enough, what was in the package that was on her doorstep in Orange County, Florida? The one that a woman came, an unknown woman, by the way. We don't know who actually did the stealing, the pirate, the porch pirate. But what was in the package left at her doorstep? Oh, it wasn't shoes and it wasn't jewelry and it wasn't great clothing in the tradition of Thanksgiving and Christmas shopping. No, it was a box filled with 500 worms for a pet dragon. So when this thief opened that nice package up, she got 500 worms staring at her. So was it really worth it? No, it was not. Don't be a porch pirate. Now, to Blunt County, Tennessee, Maryville, Tennessee, Sandra Lucille Inman has been accused of interfering with a legal bear hunt by catching and stealing a hunting dog. Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency's statement says that Inman was arrested and charged with theft, removal of a transmitting collar, and violation of the state's Hunter Protection Act. She's accused of taking the dog back on November 2nd during a black bear hunt in Blount County. The agency says wildlife officers returned the dog to the hunter. The statement says officers have received hunting dog theft reports for years, and it's usually difficult to get a resolution for the hunter. The local paper there in East Tennessee says Inman was released from jail on Thanksgiving Eve after posting $6,000 bond. But yeah, stealing a dog who was involved in a legal bear hunt. I didn't even know you could legally hunt bears in East Tennessee, but evidently you can. And she got in trouble for messing around with somebody's dog and a bear hunting dog at that. Wow. Well, when we come back on y'all, I don't know how we could top that. When we come back on the program, we're going to have hashtag hullabaloo. It'll be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for Unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. 
The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by Dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by Dell for more Cyber Week deals. I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for... My sales team. My hair salons. That old process was... Not not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. Getting you through the holidays. Welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And you can dial us anytime at 803-816-1170. And on the web, find us at y'all.com. And right now, as the music indicates, it's hashtag hullabaloo time. Oh, by the way, one of the reasons we call this hullabaloo is I got it from Tulane University in New Orleans. That is one of their trademarks, one of their traditions, hullabaloo. And I got to give them credit while I'm thinking about it. Tulane is going to a bowl. Yes, congratulations, Greenway. They got a win over Navy. Dramatic form. I actually watched that on ESPN's Plus or whatever channel it was in the streaming signals. And sure enough, Tulane. So if you're a Greenway fan, all I can tell you is roll wave. Good job. Going to a bowl for the first time, I think, in five years. So now back to hashtag Hullabaloo. And again, thank you, Tulane, for helping influence the name of this segment. Maybe the greatest achievement Tulane's ever had is influencing the Y'all Show. Sin Smith, not Cindy Hyde Smith, Sin Smith, C-Y-N-N Smith is on Twitter. And the Twitter account for Sin is C-Y-N-N-thetic. Synthetic. I love that. That is really cool. And I have to admit that Sin says that they're a Volcano co-founder. I don't know what Volcano co-founder really means, but that's what they claim. And this is what Sin says. C-Y-N-N. Sin. I like that. Not Sin like what I do every day. I'm sure none of you Sin, but I Sin. Believe me, I do. Sin writes, In the South, we have huge families and do Thanksgiving like three times over a week. Laughing out loud. I'm nostalgic for being hungry at this point. Hashtag Southern. And Sin put a picture out on Twitter with a whole plate, uh, rather a whole table full of various plates of food. And Sin, I don't know where you are. It doesn't indicate that here on your Twitter account. But that looks scrumptious. And I wish you to let me know. Giving me a little bit of a heads up. And I'd have been over to help you not have as hard of a time. As you said, when you have huge families, you might do Thanksgiving three times a week. Well, even if you only do it once, chances are your family went overboard. And you'll have Thanksgiving meals three times after Thanksgiving. Not complaining. How many times do you eat that good throughout the whole year? The, the kind of food you get at Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people are slacking up even at like Christmas time. They don't have big meals. And remember as a kid and even today kids, they don't want to have food. They want to get those presents. And the heck with 
food. It's not about food. Well, Thanksgiving, you have to say, is a food-based, I know it's supposed to be more of a spiritual and patriotic holiday, but food is a huge component of Thanksgiving, and sin, good job, I'm, I'm envious. I have never been to three different types of Thanksgiving celebrations all at one time. Two is about my max, but looks great. Kudos to you. Southern Gothic American. I love that. At Gothic underscore America on Twitter is the Twitter account. And this tweet says, Southern food is made in restaurants and homes all over America. But there's science behind why biscuits will never be as good outside the South, writes Amanda A. Mull. And I had to check this out. Amanda Mull has an article right now at theatlantic.com, which is a very respected and kind of an intellectual website, you could say. And she's got an article up right now in the health category of theatlantic.com titled, Why Most of America is Terrible at Making Biscuits. There's scientific reason no one outside the South can nail them, writes Amanda Mull. And so I'm going to scan through and not read this word for word, but give Amanda a lot of credit for writing this about biscuits. And we do love our biscuits. And I've not been all over the country sampling biscuits, but chances are, if I had to take a, a stab at it, we do biscuits better than any other region. But she writes, for 25 years in Georgia, I watched my mom make the same batch of six light fluffy biscuits for breakfast almost every Sunday. Then I moved to New York, never to see a light fluffy biscuit again. I arrived in the city in 2011, just in time for Southern food to get trendy outside its region. And for three years, I bit into a series of artisanal hockey pucks, all advertised on menu as authentic Southern buttermilk biscuits. I guess what she's saying is, no, they're not in New York. Maybe in other places. But this is uh, looks like a fun read. I'm not going to read it for you here. But Amanda Mole with her latest article at theatlantic.com. And she's a staff writer at The Atlantic and a Georgia girl doing good things in the Gotham City with their current article, Why Most of America is Terrible at Making Biscuits. Go check that out at theatlantic.com. Looks like a fun, fun read. Mary Kay Wigginton is on Twitter, at MK underscore Wigginton, an independent baseball mom, anti-union teacher, pro-life, cradle Catholic, farmer's daughter. Well, Mary Kay, appreciate you letting us all know where you stand here. She writes on Twitter, this was going to have a word of the day that you'll need to learn when, you, when I pronounce this word for you. If you own a pie safe, I will bow to your southern domesticity, D-O-M-E-S-T-I-C-I-T-Y. Domesticity. You want the definition for that? I'm sure you most most of you can figure it out. The definition of domesticity is home or family life. Okay. So her tweet says, if you own a pie safe, I will bow to your southern domesticity. I didn't learn that one in kindergarten for some reason, that word. But hey, pie safe. Yeah, I've heard of that word, but I don't really know what that means. Is that something I can go stick my cash in at night? And not worried about some bandit coming and taking my money? No, I don't think so. Because a pie safe, also called a pie chest, a pie cupboard, a kitchen safe, and a meat safe, it's a piece of furniture designed to store pies and other food items. And this was a normal household item before ice boxes came into regular use. And that would be like a refrigerator or an, an actual freezer. And it was an important part of the American household back in the 1700s all the way up until the 1800s. 
And a pie safe was used to store not only pies, but bread, meat, and other perishables as well, protecting them from insects and, of course, vermin. A common pie safe is made of wood, is around the same size as a large bureau, and is approximately 18 inches deep. So they are a collector thing, I think, in an antique world, a pie safe. But if you have one in your home, chances are you didn't go down to Walmart and buy it. They don't really make them anymore. As far as I know, pie safes, because we have something called refrigerators and, and freezers now to, to store your d- delicious pies and other goodies. But appreciate that. And our word of the day, pie safe and domesticity. Now, don't we all feel a lot smarter thanks to Mary Kay Wigginton? Yes, we do. Cindy Ray is on Twitter at Henderson Cindy. And Cindy's a Christian conservative, sarcastic grandmother. I'm either on the farm, at the lake, or working. <laughs> all right. I like that. And Cindy Ray writes, Blessing my kids a safe trip home for Thanksgiving. And then she's got a picture that she's posted of I-270. And on I-270, it has two signs over it. One says Chicago, and one says Memphis. So I don't know where Interstate 270 actually is. I'm guessing it must be somewhere around St. Louis. That's just a guess. I do know, I'll tell you, when you come out of Chicago, and I've done this, as soon as you get past the Chicago White Sox Stadium, on Interstate, I'm going to guess 59, perhaps. No, 55. Might be 55. Just miles after you go past U.S. Cellular Field, you'll see a sign that says Memphis, like 460 miles. And that's not what you're expecting when you're all the way in the Windy City to see a sign for Memphis, Tennessee, as like the next town down the road. But sure enough, if you've ever been down that interstate coming out of Chicago, heading south, it's a long way, first of all, but there is not a lot between Chicago and any place in the rest of Illinois, for sure. That's Interstate 57, by the way, is the one I'm trying to think of coming out of Chicago. But yeah, you you go south on 57, you go through such big towns, and I, I'm kind of kidding, but Champaign is right off that, as well as Effingham, Illinois. Then you go down to Marion, which is where I spent a weekend this summer, and then you get into Missouri, briefly, where you hook up with Interstate 55 at Sykeston, and then it's not but an hour or so, and you're in Memphis. So, yeah, these are not big towns, but sure enough, yeah, you'll find that when you go to Chicago and you want to point south, you'll end up seeing that. And sure enough, Interstate 270 does kind of circle St. Louis. I apologize, all of our St. Louis listeners, for not knowing your interstate system like I should, but... Yeah, Interstate 270, and the reason that's called that is because Interstate 70 goes east and west across the state of Missouri. Of course, that's the interstate that connects St. Louis to Kansas City with Como, Columbia, right smack dab in the middle, and Interstate 70 keeps on trucking east and west outside of Missouri's border. But, Cindy Ray, thank you for that, and yeah, it is good to have your kids home safe for Thanksgiving, and I like your picture of Chicago and Memphis, two of our great American cities, one Yankee and one definitely Southern. And that's our hashtag hullabaloo today. Hopefully you enjoy that. And no matter where your loved ones were, or maybe you were the one traveling this week, we hope everybody made it wherever you went safe and sound, and you're getting back in the grindstone today. And we'll all have a wonderful 
couple of weeks here leading up to Christmas, and then we'll go back and have a good time for a few weeks and about a month and enjoy the Yuletide season. And we'll do it all together, and it won't be the Yuletide season anymore. It'll be the Yaltide season. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all. When we come back on the Y'all Show, speaking of the holidays, hey, we kind of have a, not only Thanksgiving last week, we had Black Friday. Oh, yeah, Black Friday. How can we forget Black Friday? And we're going to tell you about some numbers that have come in in our Y'all Street business report and look at some other business going on in the region. That's all ahead as we wrap up Hour 1 of the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Fragrance makes for dreamy holiday gifts, and Ulta Beauty is the place to get them. So gift your impossible-to-impress daughter an irresistible scent from Clinique My Happy. And gift your hard-to-please sister a fruity and floral scent from KKW Fragrance. And then get ready to gift yourself, too. Because when you buy a fragrance of $50 or more, you'll get a free plush throw or luxury robe for having the good sense to gift great scents. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Continuing on with the Monday, y'all, with your host, John Rawl. Thank you again for being with us here on our first show of the new week. And right now on the Y'all Show, it's time for our Y'all Street Business Report. What's going on with the cash registers and stuff of our wonderful region? And as we know from last week, it was Black Friday on Friday. And we are seeing a trend that's going to probably continue even more so, where you see a little bit of a dip in foot traffic. And that's what some business organizations are now reporting after the long holiday weekend. As on Black Friday and Thanksgiving Day, foot traffic dipped 1% from 2017, according to Shopper Track. Foot traffic at malls and stores across the U.S. this past holiday weekend wasn't as strong as last year. Shoppers' visits to physical stores Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday show a year-over-year decline of that 1% mark. And store visits Black Friday by itself were down 1.7 
percent. And of course, the big reason for all this is not that people aren't spending money. They are. In fact, we know from what we were seeing in the reports and stuff over the weekend that more money was spent this last weekend than ever before in terms of holiday shopping. But people are doing it online more and more. And according to Brian Field, Senior Director of Advisory Services for ShopperTrack, that online sales have definitely eroded traffic from retailers over the years. But he's also noticed that the decline is starting to flatten out. In 2017, for example, visits to physical stores on Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday were down 1.6%. So, yeah, the, the trend is still going down. But it's so easy just to stay home and shop online and get your thing delivered a couple days later. And I don't personally see how anybody can deal with the Black Friday craziness. I think it's either one of those things you love or you hate. You don't. There's no middle ground. And we've seen the reports coming in, no matter what part of the South you were in, how people were waiting in line, waiting for that door to open at whatever time early on Friday. Some places got an early jump on Thanksgiving night. But the deals and such, I mean, people were bragging about how they saved 75% or so on a, on a item. My question is, is that money you saved on the item, if you had not had that kind of a discount on it, would you even be buying the product? I saw people going nuts at some kind of electronic store over televisions. And I'm thinking, okay, do you, did you really need that TV? Or are you just getting it because it's supposedly a good deal? Is a TV set really a piece of junk? And you think because they say it's 70% off, you just got to have it. And you're going to give it to somebody who really doesn't need it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just being a Scrooge, I guess. But yes, online sales are going big time. According to some analysts, online sales reached a record of $6.22 billion on Black Friday. And on Thanksgiving Day, the total was $3.7 billion which is up 28% from a year ago. And as we said, people just love to... It's so easy to do. You don't have to even get on an actual laptop. You can just do it on your phone. You can do it on an iPad. I need to come up with a way for people to send us, us money here. We can all share in our wealth here and have great numbers on the y'all show. But no, Black Friday and people having more money in their pocket. I think President Trump claimed credit for some of this over the weekend when he was at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> no surprise there. That he would do that. But yeah, the traffic dipping in actual stores across the country, but only about 1%. I don't even know how they can tell the difference, but I guess they have the data to, to be able to tell this. Now, here's some good news. If you live in five Texas cities, and those are the only places in all of America and all of the South that are in this story that I'm about to read, and it is the 10 U.S. cities where people can spend the most. And Texas has five of the ten cities where people can spend the most. And this survey is from the personal finance website WalletHub. And it says that in the following cities in Texas, the holiday budget for Flower Mound, Texas, is the highest in the country at $2,761. $2,761, the holiday budget for Flower Mound, Texas. Next is Sunnyvale, California, followed by Napierville, Illinois, Mountain View, California. Then the Woodlands in Texas. I think the Woodlands is close to Flower Mound, if I'm not mistaken. A holiday budget of $24.44, followed by Bellevue, Washington. Then Sugar Land, Texas, near Houston, 
23-21, holiday budget there. Allen, Texas at 22-44, and Pearland, Texas at 22-38. And the last city in the list is Maple Grove, Minnesota, holiday budget of 21-56. I have no idea how they came up with all this data, but this is from Wallet Hub. And it uses it says it uses data from the National Retail Federation comparing 570 U.S. cities across five metrics to determine the maximum shoppers there can comfortably afford to spend. So if you're in Flower Mound, Texas, I guess you got extra money in your pocket and you can afford a big holiday budget. Do I know anybody in Flower Mound, Texas? Let me let me think here. Mystery shopper in Flower Mound, hey, put me on your list. Or any of our listeners, hey, let's be, I don't need anything. Let, let's, come on, Flower Mound, the Woodlands, Pearland, let's help out the rest of the South with this data coming from Wallet Hub. And uh, the 10 U.S. cities where people can spend the most money during this holiday season, how about that? Well, hopefully you didn't spend money on Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods as they had their big golf match on Friday of last week from Las Vegas and they had this deal through Turner Sports out of Atlanta and Bleacher Report Live where you could pay money to see this one-on-one match and where the winner got nine million dollars well they had all kind of problems with the the electronic feed a technical glitch that people who paid for it were very disappointed and so Turner's Sports Division has refunded all those who paid for, quote, the match, this historic event that Phil Mickelson won. And they returned the $19.95 fee for the face-off, which Mickelson won, I think, on the 22nd hole. I didn't watch it. Hey, there was college football on Friday last week. I'm not about to spend 20 bucks watching two guys that I've already seen play golf for 20 years now, at least 20 years. And what's another match? And this one only featured those two. But Mickelson did win. And from the Deep South's largest city, Metro Atlanta's job growth was solid in the month of October. And that comes from the Labor Department with some statistics that came out. 16,500 jobs were added in October around Metro Atlanta. The unemployment rate ticked up to 3.4% from 3.1% the month before. And they say that's mostly because the labor force grew, a sign that robust hiring has lured some previously discouraged workers back into the job market. And again, this is not the national number. This is just in Metro Atlanta where you're seeing a lot of growth going on. And Metro Atlanta is a hub for tech growth in the southeast. And Atlanta's economy has added 46,000 jobs so far in 2018. So good news for the state of Georgia with all this going on in metro Atlanta with solid job growth, and hopefully that number will be similar across the entire southeast. We sure hope so. We want to have a booming south here on the Y'all Show. We want everybody to make plenty of money and have a great life and, and be proud of your southern. We want, to, we want to propel the rest of the world. We want people on the far ends of the earth to say, where's Dixie? I want to know about Dixie. We don't want you to move here unless you do it legally, of course, but we want you to admire the south and, and say, golly, the south's a lot better than the north or the west how boring is it to be from the west or how cold would it be to live in the north well we got it all y'all right here in the south and we want to keep it that way and, and so we love to hear great numbers coming from places like atlanta and all the other stuff we just told you about here in the y'all street business report thank you for letting us tell it to you when we come back in hour two we will talk college football and we'll have jerry short the teller of tales with Taco Polo, all headed your way in hour two this is the y'all show with john rawl 
talk with a Southern accent. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by Dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by Dell for more Cyber Week deals. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for Unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4-4 four four basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And we're back for hour two of the Monday, y'all, getting over the Thanksgiving fun and football and food and everything else that we hope you all had a good couple of days with family and friends. I'm John Rawl. We are back here on the all-Southern program that airs on stations across the South. And if you want to reach out to us here, our website is y'all.com. Real simple, four-letter word. And it's a good four-letter word. This is the kind you want your kids to learn. This four-letter word, Y-A-L-L, y'all.com is our email address. We want to hear from you. So when you get mad, just say y'all instead of those other four-letter word choices. Our phone number is 803-816-1170. That's a number you can call or text if you want to voice your opinion, if you want to punch it out on an iPhone or Android, just text it, 803-816-1170. Easy, easy. Right here on the Y'all Show, trying to get you connected to the show all about the South. We've got the teller of tales via Takapola, Jerry Short, queued up and coming at you in just a few minutes. So you don't want to miss out on Jerry. I don't know what that old fellow's up to, but something tells me he might be on the road like Willie Nelson right now. And so perhaps we'll find out where, if if he's, if he's left Takapola, where the world is Jerry Short. It could be a new game show. And we'll find out when we talk to Jerry in just a few minutes here on the Y'all Show. Right now, we'll look at our sports rewind from the weekend. And in the world of college football, we had a historic weekend with LSU and Texas A&M. We saw teams inch closer to the 
national championship picture. We saw a team like Michigan absolutely fall flat on their face, and they weren't the only team that did that in the last couple of days. Now, you did love, I hope, the fact that you had a couple of games, college football-wise, on Turkey Day, most notably the Egg Bowl, big win for MSU. Then you had a bunch of games on Friday. I mean, that was exciting if you love college football. I mean, it wasn't just like two or three. There were like 12 games, I think, played on the day after Thanksgiving, which that memory will always be for me. Remember, that was the famous Boston College-Miami game of 1984 when Doug Flutie threw the crazy pass for a BC win. That was that Friday after Thanksgiving on CBS. It's still right there because that was back when maybe there weren't but two or three games on a Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, now there's a lot, and there will continue to be more. And then when you got to Saturday, of course, tons of games and great rivalry games. We'll get to all the results here in a minute for the major schools that you probably want to know about. But speaking of major schools and teams that didn't do so well over the weekend, Texas Tech has fired Cliff Kingsbury after his third straight losing season in Lubbock. Kirby Hokut made the decision on Sunday. Kingsbury, who a former quarterback for the Red Raiders, as a head coach, he was 35-40 and 40 at Texas Tech for six years, and they had a loss Saturday at Jerry World, 35-24 to 24 to Baylor. Kingsbury's had two years left on his contract with a $4.2 million buyout. Now, names popping up as replacements for Cliff Kingsbury include North Texas's head coach Scott Luttrell, as well as Troy State's head football coach, Neil Brown. And there's a whole bunch of other assistants across college football that could be in the mix in Lubbock. But, yes, a departure there. Cliff Kingsbury, a fan favorite for Red Raiders, just didn't work out as a head football coach there in West Texas, and he's out as head coach at TTU. Now, from the ACC, Larry Fedora was fired at the University of North Carolina after he had been in Chapel Hill for seven seasons. And some of those years were incredible for Tar Heel fans. He led them to the ACC championship game. I think they went 8-0 in the ACC one year and made it to the championship game. That was after they lost to South Carolina in the opening game in Charlotte and then went on a tear and didn't lose again until they played Clemson in the championship game and lost that. But unfortunately, things have really gone downhill with investigations and probation and such. UNC finished 2-9, and 1-7 and in ACC play this year, they had a game Saturday at Keenan Stadium. NC State won on the kind of a walk-off play, 34-28 in overtime, the win for NC State. And I think that was NC State's third straight win over North Carolina in a rivalry game. And Larry Fedora, who had had such great success in Hattiesburg, coaching the Southern Miss Golden Eagles before moving on to Chapel Hill, is out as head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I haven't seen this reported anywhere, but if I were – in charge of the UNC Tar Heels athletic program, I would be making a call to Harrisonburg, Virginia, and setting up an interview with Mike Houston, head coach of the James Madison University Dukes. That guy who is from Franklin, North Carolina. He's a North Carolina native, went to college in North Carolina. He would be an unbelievably good head football coach at UNC, and perhaps he'll get a look in an interview at least being the head coach of North Carolina. But a change there and more coming. I, in, foot, in NFL football, they always call the Monday after the regular season ends. Usually it's around January 2nd or 3rd. They call that Black Monday. Well, we'll call this Black Sunday in college football because this being the yesterday, the, the last day, at the day after the last regular season game at least, 
a lot of teams making choices and making decisions on coaching. And you see that UNC and Texas Tech going in different directions with their head man. The latest AP poll is out, and no big surprises, one through three, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. But you did have some shakeups as Michigan fell to Ohio State in convincing form on Saturday. Georgia moves up into the AP poll to number four, followed by Oklahoma. Ohio State jumped four spots to number six in the latest poll. The Knights of UCF are ranked number seven. The Michigan Wolverines are at eight. Texas is at nine. And the Washington Huskies, who had a big win on the road in the snow at Washington State, the Huskies are at 10 in the latest AP poll. Other Southern teams in the top 25 of AP, the Florida Gators with a big win over Florida State. They move up to number 11. LSU drops to number 12 in the latest poll. West Virginia drops down to number 15. They blew a chance for a, 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 a Big 12 championship game berth in Morgantown over the weekend. They are 15. Kentucky, wow, great job by the Cats. They are 9-3 and three and ranked 16 in the latest AP poll. Mississippi State moved up to number 20. And they are 8-4, and four, winding up with a big win over their rival in Oxford on Thanksgiving night. Texas A&M jumps in the poll at number 22 after being out. And they are finished up 8-4. and four, And they finished second in the SEC West. Only Alabama was better than them in that division. That's not a bad statement. And the Army Black Knights, number 23 in the latest AP poll. And so there is where you have the standings, of course, the college football playoff rankings and all that will be people tuning in for that to see that that's the poll that really matters or the only thing that matters. But AP, I I give them still a lot of credit, and that is a factor into the college football playoff rankings. Now looking at standings, we know that in the ACC, Clemson and Pitt will be playing for the conference championship in Charlotte this weekend. And the way the ACC stacked up in the Atlantic Division, Clemson was number one, of course, followed by Syracuse. They finished with a 6-2 and two record in the ACC, and the Wolfpack of NC State were 5-3, and three, and they were third in the seven-team Atlantic Division. On the west, or rather on the coastal side of the ACC, a little bit of a surprise based on how they started their season. Pitt, of course, in the championship game with a 6-2 and two mark, but Georgia Tech, the the unanimous, I guess you could say, the only team finishing with a 5-3 and three record in ACC play. The Jackets finished second in the Coastal Division, and that's because Virginia fell in a game they should have won in Blacksburg. Virginia, Miami, and Virginia Tech all ended up with 4-4 four and four marks in the ACC, and Duke really fell apart at the end of the season. Duke dropped to 3-5 and five in the Coastal. North Carolina, the team we just talked about with the coaching change, the Hills 1-7 in Atlantic Coast Conference play. Big 12, Oklahoma and Texas will be playing for that conference championship this this coming weekend. Iowa State wound up in a tie with West Virginia for second in Big 12 play. Conference USA, what a exciting game going on in Murfreesboro this weekend. This was a game that could have been in Birmingham, should have been in Birmingham, but UAB blew their regular season finale at MTSU, and because of that finale, these two teams are going to play again this Saturday, also in Murfreesboro. UAB and Middle Tennessee State both finishing with 7-1 and one marks in Conference USA, and they'll play for a conference championship this coming weekend. Moving on to other conferences of note in the Southeast. In the SEC, of course, Georgia and Alabama playing for the conference championship this weekend at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And who finished second in those conferences? Well, Kentucky and Florida tied with 5-3 and three marks winning records for both of those programs with 
a coach in Kentucky who did a great job and a new coach at Florida who I think 5-3 and three is pretty good for Dan Mullen in his first year in the Swamp. On the SEC West side, as we said, Texas A&M technically finishes second behind Alabama. They were 5-3 and three alongside LSU in the SEC standings. And then you go to the Sun Belt Conference, and App State will be playing Louisiana Lafayette for the conference championship this weekend in Boone, North Carolina. App State got a big win this past weekend over Troy State. And so Troy finishes up 7-1, but don't win the tiebreaker with the Mountaineers. So App State and Louisiana Lafayette. And Lafayette went up to Monroe and got a big win there in northeast Louisiana this past weekend. Arkansas State also tied with the same mark in the West Division of the Sun Belt with a 5-3 mark. But Louisiana Lafayette held the tiebreaker in that. And that's what's going on with college football news. Now, the San Francisco 49ers have released former Alabama star linebacker Reuben Foster after a domestic violence charge in Tampa. And this is something that's been going on with Foster. He's been having issues off the field. And a arrest, arrest report from the Hillsborough County, Florida Sheriff's Office said Foster was arrested at 9.10 p.m. on Saturday night at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in Tampa and booked into jail two hours later. Bond set at $2,000. The Niners were in town for a game against the Buccaneers. And so that happens there, and he's been released from the 49ers because of this domestic violence charge. Certainly more coming on that. Some of Sunday's action in the NFL final results, the Jaguars lost for, I think, the seventh straight game as the Bills won in New York 24-21. The Browns with a rare road win. They won at Cincinnati 35-20. The Patriots were able to knock off the New York Jets 27-13. Philadelphia continued the Giants' misery as Philly won 25-22. Those Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston got a win over San Fran 27-9. The Seattle Seahawks won on a walk-off field goal at the end, 30-27. Sebastian Janikowski with the big kick there to lead Seattle to the win in Charlotte. The Baltimore Ravens with a big win, doubling Raiders 34-17. The L.A. Chargers won over the Cardinals 45-10. Broncos with a late Sunday afternoon win against Pittsburgh, 24-17. And the Indianapolis Colts won at home against the Miami Dolphins, 27-24. The Monday night game features the Tennessee Titans in Houston to take on the Texans. And as we said in hour one, the loss of Bob McNair over the weekend, the owner of the Houston Texans and a Carolina native and University of South Carolina, University of South Carolina alumnus and former Gamecock football player dying over the weekend, owner of the Houston Texans. So some heavy hearts there in the Bayou City for the game tonight featuring Tennessee and Houston. Well, when we come back on the show, Jerry Short will be joining us, the teller of tales from Takapola. We'll have some good stuff from him, guaranteed. That's all ahead. Stay with us. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. 
Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top-brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Cyber Week deals. I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for... My sales team. My hair salons. That old process was... Not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. And welcome back to the Monday edition. We're back up and going here on the Y'all Show in Hour 2. And we bring on Mr. Teller of Tales from Takapolo Way. Jerry Short is back with us after he's had his fill of Thanksgiving grub. And mm. maybe, Jerry, are you still celebrating Thanksgiving? Are you? Are I don't you? know. I'm, I'm in Red Stick right now, not Takapolo. Oh, okay. Red Stick, for those who need a translator, that equates <laughs> to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, you know, Indian names are all the same. So I'm speaking a little Indian language here. And uh, I didn't know Baton Rouge was an Indian word. Yeah, for Red Stick, right? I believe Red it probably is, sounds more like a French word. I always thought it was a name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I was I was thinking about Elizabeth Warren. Well, you know that Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is the capital of a nation. Oh, uh, of a nation? You're talking about the Louisiana Purchase Nation? Well, I'm going back in that time period. It was the capital of the Republic of West Florida. Oh, that's true. Which stretched true. from Baton Rouge. Like Mississippi and Alabama and It all stretched that. from Baton Rouge all the way well east of Pensacola into Florida. But for whatever reason, the capital was about as far west as you could get, which is on the Mississippi uh, River. I think it's a river. And, yeah, they still refer to that area as the... Uh, Louisiana uh, Parish, the, the Florida the, Parishes. Florida Parishes, yeah. Yeah. And it's on I... Sure it what is it, I-12? In the all the way from I-10 and 12, all the way over. The Mississippi line. So what are you doing in that part of Louisiana today, Jerry? Well, we just, you know, my wife made a trip back through, a nostalgic trip back through time, I guess you'd say. So I guess we can talk about that. That was pretty interesting to think about. You don't realize how things change so much over a period of time. Yeah. And um, after, you know, our Thanksgiving was basically the same, except, when you got older grandkids and everybody's growing up, it's changing kind of before your eyes, but you don't really see it changing. 
until you get on the road. And we went on and spent a night in Jackson with a friend of mine, and, and he was building him a. He's getting ready to retire as a school principal, and he was building. He was building a uh, man cave house in his backyard. And uh-huh. It was a pretty tremendous thing to see and look at. And I got to thinking about him and when we were younger and how much change there was there. And, you know, it's just kind of just put it on the back of my mind. And went on down the highway and you get on down there. I, I told my wife, I said, gosh, you could put all the time in the reserve components that I've stuck. Eight at Camp Shelby, Mississippi. It's over two years of solid time. Huh. And in my 30-year uh, time in the military of some sort. And so I said, let's ride through Camp Shelby. And I hadn't been on post in a long time. We rode through post, and none of the old barracks are the same. They've all been painted. They've built in this tremendous barracks <clears throat> and, and facilities. And they had a, a mock-up of a village of uh, Mid-Eastern for the war yeah. in the Mid-East. So yeah. that was pretty doggone cool. I and, and I don't mean to try to jump in here, but from what I understand in the current military policy and procedure, Camp Shelby, which was, for the most part, not being used much in the 90s, but when the war on terrorism escalated, that camp became kind of a staging area for a lot of troops going to the Middle East and they had what you what you said. They had those areas where it looks like you're in the Middle East when you're doing your training there. They did. They had uh, even sand and stuff thrown in there, and they had they would pay civilians from the local area. They would pay them to dress up as Middle Easterners, and they would attack houses and villages and things like that. And that was kind of part of the like going to basic training. You had to go through that routine yeah. uh, if you were an infantryman or something to go on over there. So that built the post up really good and kind of helped the economy of that area. And, and you can tell that they're not, they don't look like they have any intentions of shutting that one down because they were building buildings as we were in there. And this is near and, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Camp uh, Shelby. South of Hattiesburg. So right. for all of you who've yeah. served or have loved ones who've served in the military in the last 20 years or so, chances are. Yes, believe it or not, we're approaching 20 years of being in conflict in Afghanistan and places like Iraq, too. You've probably experienced Camp Shelby somewhere along the way. Well, Camp Shelby, I, I think I think that's the uh, Biloxi Blues, the movie. I mm-hmm. think that's where they trained in that. And, and I think Private Benjamin also was at Camp Shelby. Ah. And, uh, you know, that's, it was a famous post during the war. It was really well occupied you know during uh in world war ii i've i've heard they've had as many as eighty thousand people there huh. at one time training and if you go around they got a really good museum there now it's really worth seeing any kind of unit that ever trained there's just about recognized and then they've got a, a lot of old army and even uh air force they got a few old planes there at the museum outside so it, it, yeah, that was kind of a trip back through the, in the Saturday. And I was a mess sergeant a couple of years down there also. And I couldn't go out to the main training area, but you could see the mess halls. And they fixed all those up really nice. We didn't have them anywhere that nice. And the barracks were fixed up really nice. We just had screens on them. And they have them all air-conditioned and heated now. And so they train a good many people there. And 
you can't get on post without a military ID and uh, without going through a bunch of red tape, which that's unusual because you could just go and come as you please. So, you know, I guess it got a little bit of that from that uh, mock-up village. So then uh, we went on down the coastline, I mean, to the coast. and Coast of Mississippi? Uh, yes. And, you know, <clears throat> we've had so many uh, – had so many hurricanes that it almost just annihilated and wiped out the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I know um, I'm thinking back after Camille, maybe 10, 15 years after Camille. I was on the coast one night at uh, 9 o'clock, and there was not a restaurant open but one, and it was a Shoney's. And I went in, and I was the only person, and I was in there by myself, and they were mopping around me cleaning up to go ahead and shut the doors and get me out on a Saturday night. And that was now on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where uh, the Hard Rock Casinos is now and where the Borvage is now and a couple other casinos are in that same area. So the Palace and I just, just I can name them all day. It's probably about 10 or 12 down there, up and down the coast all the way from Bay St. Louis to, to Biloxi. But, uh, you know, that kind of change really – shot you right up and down the coast and you see what it did almost just died yeah and then katrina comes along and almost puts that nail in the coffin and they have changed a few rules and let a few of the casinos that got blown completely away i know uh buffett's uh margaritaville casino, yeah and he called it margaritaville as he called it it uh it was just put on hold for years after Katrina and it's up and going now. It's not as elaborate as I would have thought it would have been, but it's, it's, it's up and going and ghost was pretty lively, you know, for, for the way it had been. So it's making a second comeback or a third comeback. So, you know, that was, that was something to see that, um, I was proud to see that because Mississippi needs a spark similar to that one. It's kind of, should be like a Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, or something like that. But it it, it gone down to almost nothing. And um, then I went to Keesler. And that would be Keesler Air Force Base, Air Force, Air Force Base, home of where Willie Nelson had part of his service back in the I think early fifties. I think I didn't see any Willie, Willie Nelson statues. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, <clears throat> did go tear the tear it. It's it's an ID check before you can get in it. And if you don't have a military card, you're not going to get on the post because they do a lot of training there now. Mm -hmm. um, I think I read uh, while I was down there that they have 4,800 units training at something and it's pretty technical at all times. Um, so they uh, they train air traffic controllers there too. And uh, anything to do with radar and stuff of that nature kind of started there and it's held on since the, the early 40s and since world war one started it's kind of held on yep. and uh, i think they expanded it and so they brought in a couple of the air bases that have kind of gone in there and it's a real i mean it's been washed away also it was i think i read it 60 percent of it was underwater during this last hurricane mm -hmm. and uh now you know it's it's beautiful, and they put—they don't have the old wood barracks like they used to have. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. the ones that I'm uh, familiar with. And when I would go down there and spend a the night, those are the ones I'd stay in. But now they've got uh, elaborate, you know, and they've got everything, everything. It's a town within a town. Yep. So. Biloxi, and, Mississippi, Keesler Air Force Base. Jerry, we've got to go to break. I want to know what you did in the Pelican State. So when we come back, we'll find out what led you across that mighty, what is it, uh, Pearl River that goes between Louisiana and, and Mississippi. And we'll discuss that. Plus, we will talk about what else is on your mind as we have gotten through Thanksgiving. And now, perhaps you're out doing a little early Christmas shopping, Jerry. The Teller of Tales from Jerry Short. He'll be right back. Stay with us. Fragrance makes for dreamy holiday gifts, and Ulta Beauty is the place to get them. So gift your impossible-to-impress daughter an irresistible scent from Clinique My Happy. And gift your hard-to-please sister a fruity and floral scent from KKW Fragrance. And then get ready to gift yourself, too. Because when you buy a fragrance of $50 or more, you'll get a free plush throw or luxury robe for having the good sense to gift great scents. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
Highway 51 I'm right by my baby's door Highway 51 Run that by my baby's door If I don't get the good I'm loving Ain't going down Highway 51 no more And we're back here on the Y'all Show Wrapping up our Monday As we're back at it here In our post-Thanksgiving excitement Yes, the holidays are officially here And it's time to go get all your Christmas stuff out If you haven't already and get your house decorated. And here on the Y'all Show with John Raw, we welcome back in our Teller of Tales from Takapola segment, Jerry Short, who is on location in the Pelican State of Louisiana. And Jerry, you, you've just kind of got us to Louisiana in the previous segment as you ventured through parts of Mississippi that you haven't seen all that much of in recent years. But what led you to Louisiana way, Cajun country? Well, I've got a, excuse me, I've got a pretty good bit of uh, history in Louisiana. Oh, Lord. So, uh, we anyway. got plenty of time, so the floor is yours. <laughs> anyway, on our way out of Mississippi, we were trying to get to the Pearl River as quick as possible. It was about to get dark. and But earlier we went into Beauvoir, the last home of Jefferson Davis. Yeah. It was the president of the Confederacy, obviously. And um, they were having a wedding there, a military wedding. Oh. And so we made it pretty quick. And... But anyway, it's, it's, if you had never been to the Gulf Coast, you need to you need to go by and check it out because you have a presidential library there now uh-huh. for the Confederacy, which is really nice. And uh, we've got millions in it. And then the home has been completely restored. And you have a tour guide to take you through it. And like I said, they were having a wedding. So we put that on kind of rush and we went on because I'd seen it you know, quite often. But I'd recommend you know anybody that hadn't seen it to go see it because it's a lot of history there and they will tell you about the history and you can see the history. You can, you can live the history. So we went on to, um, Bay St. Louis and across the Bay and just real quick, football ends this Turkey day. You may be familiar with doc Blanchard who played for army during uh, the 40s during the war. Yeah. And, uh, he's from South Carolina but he went to a Catholic, High school at Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, called uh, St. Stanislaus. And he donated his uh, Heisman Trophy to them. And when Katrina came through, it blew that part of that building away where the trophy case was located. And they thought the Heisman Trophy was lost forever. And it's almost unbelievable. Five miles or so across the bay, they found the Heisman Trophy in a pile of debris. Hmm. And... Uh, Returned it to uh, uh, St. Stanislaus High School. Are you sure so it was his? Uh, well, it didn't. Uh, it it might have been Herschel Walker's or somebody well, else. Mississippi hadn't got another connection. You know, Brett Favre's from down there. He might have won a Heisman and nobody told him. Well, Archie may have won one, but <laughs> didn't have him either. So uh, we, we're assuming then. Let's, you know, assuming will make us all crazy. But yeah. We're going to assume it's that. Doc Blanchard. What what was his, uh, one, Mr. Right, Mr. Left, or One Way, or something? Yeah, it was Doc Blanchard and Davis. Okay. Blanchard and Davis. Back in the 40s at, at West Point. They played at West Point for Army. That's correct. 
and won a couple of national championships. They had really good players. They had players from all over the South. They had, yeah. they had a Barney Poo. They had a Barney Poo that uh, came from uh, Mississippi and played for the flight school at North Carolina, I believe. And then he also, he was All-American there. He was All-American at Ole Miss with Charlie Conley. And he was All-American at West Point in Army with uh, Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. So, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of history floating through that part of the deal. But anyway, we went on into, we found the Pearl River at the crossing on the Interstate 10. And I explained to my wife, you know, it was getting dark. It was dark by then. And as we crossed it, I said, you know, this is the home. If you look at the swamp, this is the home of Bigfoot. And, uh, you know, it's been some documentaries that show them hunting in that uh, honey swamp on the Pearl River. Yeah. On the state line, that they found uh, tracks and all kind of maybe fake photography, doctored a little bit of a Bigfoot creature, about nine foot tall, with hair all over running through the woods there. So we rolled our windows up and locked up pretty tight. So uh, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't see Bigfoot. We didn't find it. So we went on the next morning. We stayed in a town north of Lake Pontchartrain in uh Went on across the uh, Lake Pontchartrain this morning early to go on into New Orleans. And it was one of the dang dog, dog gunny storms you ever saw. We couldn't see a foot out in front of us. And uh, she was reading on her phone about uh, it was, you know, it was 24 mile long, the longest uh, bridge over water in the United States or the world. And it was, if you was in the middle of it, you could see land nowhere you could see land. So, but we couldn't. We couldn't see water off of the edge of the bridge. Wow. So we got on in and finally quit about the time we got into New Orleans. And, uh, she went to uh, church and and uh, I drove around because parking is pretty expensive in New Orleans. I told her I would pick her up and uh, it took it would take me about take me about an hour to make a block and they've turned every street in the French Quarter to a one way since I've been there. I used to know it like the back of my hand, but it almost had me lost going to the French Market and the French Quarter and then back up to the river and then back around and back out to Canal and then back down Bienville and blah, 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 Royal or whatever. And so anyway, we made connections again. And we started heading on out to Bayou Lafouche that goes down to Grand Isle. Huh. And we wanted to cross the Mississippi River and go that way. So we crossed one of the Huey P. Long bridges and across the greater Mississippi River up on that end and went across and went on and I picked up on the radio that a tornado had touched down around Lockport and uh, that's getting down around the home of uh, Coach uh, O. Coach, Coach Ed Orgeron, go Tigers. There you go. And I knew he had had such a bad night the night before. <clears throat> it had me feeling sorry for him if anything hit his hometown. So we listened and we we made a turn and went down to Lockport a little bit, and and everything was pretty safe. I think it must have sat down in the swamp as it crossed Bagulafoos. And we went on back up to Thibodeau where they have the Manning Passing Camp, and and I'd live there like in '64, and we went '65, and we rode by and saw a garage apartment that I lived in. And the Colonels got a big playoff win Saturday against San Diego. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm Nichols so, Colonels. See, I got a key. Who, who, they got a playoff win? Yeah, they are in the 
FCS playoffs, they hosted San Diego Toreros, and the no, Colonels no. are skippered by former New Orleans um, Saints and Rebel quarterback John Forcade. His son is the quarterback at Nickel State. Well, I'm glad because John's a good guy that's been overlooked. Yeah. And uh, but we, uh, well, you know, you keep up with that stuff pretty pretty good. Well, I like small schools, and I happened to be flipping through, and I saw Nichols. Had a home game and they won, uh-huh. and I, I assume he's made it through the season. I saw him skipper them to a victory earlier in the year when they beat the Kansas Jayhawks, which isn't that hard to do. But remember, yes. Nichols is a small school. So it anyway, back. To, this is his son, John Forcade's son. Yeah, quarterback. You know, Forcade's probably been the starting quarterback for more divisions and branches and colleges <laughs> than any quarterback in the history of football. But go ahead. No, um, I, I just when you think of Thibodeau and you were in the area, I was going to say you might have seen some Colonels fans hanging around Bayou Lafouche. Well, there were, there were a few there. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I didn't realize what the party was about, but I, that would be pretty impressive. And I think Tulane also they became bowl eligible. They beat Navy, big win Good. for the Green Wave. So yeah, some great some great things going on in Louisiana besides that school in Baton Rouge. Well, and all that's within a 50-mile radius if you drop the needle right on the river somewhere around Lutcher or somewhere. Yeah. So, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That speaks pretty well because I don't think Mississippi had three schools get bowled over. Oh, no. They got, and, they uh, got two I that I know of. Southern, Southern Miss it, to the top it, and Hell State's going bowling, but that other school, not so fast, my friend. No, they, they're not so fast. What about uh, Tennessee? Did uh, Memphis get bowled over? Memphis not only is bowl eligible, they're playing for their conference championship. They defeated Houston on Friday after Thanksgiving, and they'll be playing UCF for the AAC conference championship. So they've got a big game, and UCF, of course, has not lost the game in two years, but their quarterback got hurt in their game against South Florida. So they'll have a backup when the Tigers and the Knights, which that game played earlier this year at the Liberty Bowl, Memphis should have won the game. They ended up losing by like two points or three points. But the Tigers uh-huh. have a real chance of winning and pulling a big upset. And trust me, all the major conferences would love for, to see UCF go away. And so a Memphis oh, win would be would. would be they, great because there's a chance that UCF could. Yeah, there's there's a very small chance that Memphis that that I'm sorry that UCF could find themselves in the fourteen playoff if crazy things happen this weekend. It could happen. But anyway, back to Louisiana. Well, any, anyway, we came on up to, uh, oh, the Sunshine Bridge, if anybody's familiar with that. Yeah. I stopped by and I talked with my nephew, and uh, he has a uh, body shop, a tremendous body shop. And uh, he gets, I think all his customers are uh, rental car services, a lot of them, not all of them, but a yeah. lot of them. So he's got a really good business here. And as I got ready to leave, he said, uh, I asked him about a restaurant on the other side of the river, Sunshine Bridge, yeah. across at Donaldsonville. And he said, well, it's been out for two months and something else. What? He said, yeah, people that live here in Napoleonville is in. They have to go all the way back down to uh, Lockport almost and go around and like you're going to New Orleans and hit a highway that comes back up to, to uh, Donaldsonville if they're on this side. But there's a few... Uh, plants on the river, refineries and what uh, chemical and dial and all. They're on uh, the east side. So it uh, 
it's made a real hardship and it's not supposed to be open until sometime about the middle of December. Yeah, so uh, some kind of bar. Yeah, barge hit it. We reported on it a couple of weeks ago on the Y'all Show. It's, oh, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got to start listening to y'all more. Yeah. Y'all put out pretty doggone good information. So uh, we uh, we had to come through towns that I hadn't been through in a really long time, and I was hoping they would have bypasses around them. But there's like White Castle and uh, and there's Clackamon. And, but it was just like they used to be. You had to go through town, and you had to come on around, and I had to go all the way up to uh, the main bridge. And LSU had their – they had – give them credit. They had – their football stadium was lit up around the top. The game lights weren't on, but it was lit up. So you could see it from the bridge huh. as you cross the Mississippi River coming coming into Red Stick, which is a uh, French name, Yeah, if you pronounce it uh, – Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, we've we've made the rounds and we've had a pretty doggone long trip and I've still got to get all the way back up uh, to almost Memphis, you might say. So yeah, it's, uh, well, it's it, not over it, it is an amazing thing, and I haven't done it as much as maybe you have, but I have purposely in some cases, in some cases, just because of the way life twist and turns you just don't expect it but i have sometimes been in areas that i haven't been to in a long time and that actually i guess one example happened to me the weekend before thanksgiving i happened to be in tuscaloosa and i used to hang out in tuscaloosa i got married in tuscaloosa one time jerry congratulations yeah one one of my marriages one of my failed marriages but 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 i had to uh park in downtown tuscaloosa and i noticed they had a free tuscaloosa parking garage and i parked there and it ended up being a wonderful choice and this whole area of of this part of tuscaloosa has been revitalized and they've done a really good job so i just want to say to tuscaloosa and good job there and i won't i won't say roll tide but no no. but i haven't been my point is i haven't been in that little area of that town that i've spent a lot of time in in my life but really haven't been there much in 20 years and that was an area that improved. You know, oftentimes, Jerry, right, areas right. that you love go the opposite direction. They they devolve. They was de- that over on McFarland, 80, 82 Highway? No, I didn't even go over there. I, well, you th- know, that's where that hurricane, I mean, that tornado came from. Yeah, no, that, that's a disaster. I've seen that area in the last couple of years. And They've come back pretty good. Well, it is, but it's sad because it looks like, I, a, I mean, there's no trees. There's no nothing. And it's just flat. It looks and, like you know, Someone, part of the country. someone I knew had a very lovely little home, and I just noticed the entire subdivision was completely, not only is there not a house there, there's not a tree in about a 20-acre area. And that's the kind of stuff that's disturbing. But, no, I will say that they've turned a very run-down part of Tuscaloosa into a pretty cool area. So, Tuscaloosa Tourism, you are welcome to send a donation our way here on the Y'all <laughs> Show. Well, Tuscaloosa is a good town. You know, a lot happens there. Well, it used to be the capital of the state and then got some good yeah. food. I had my taco casa fix before I left town the other day. So, well, Jerry. We, we've eaten a lot of seafood stuff ourselves. Yeah. It's true. What what place have you been to on your Louisiana trip that you wanted to well, make sure you didn't you know, miss out on? Are you, are you, oh, what, the White Cap twice, I think. Oh, really? It? The White Cap? Yeah, it's good. They have really good seafood. And then the other one that you're familiar with, I'm sure, in that area. Popeyes. What? Popeyes. Oh, you know it's like a bug? What do you think? 
I don't no, Popeyes. Popeyes in Louisiana. Yeah. No, I, I was being know. a smart aleck no, when I, I said Popeyes. I know. <laughs> you know the one with the uh, blowfly in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They give you they give you a blowfly. Okay. They put, they'll put it on your table uh, if you want them to. Uh, I went on and took two or three for a souvenir, but they really, they're not very pretty. I put them in my pocket while we ate. Right. But uh, then over in Louisiana, you know, it's uh, always someplace good to eat. And we really ain't in a good place tonight in Dinner Springs. Ah. And I'll, yeah, I'll give it a plug. It was Duke Seafood and Steakhouse. Oh. Just as you get off of 12. And it was it was almost, it was about as good as the White Cap is in, in Gulfport. Oh, man. So, mm-hmm, well, really you're killing me, Jerry. I got to go get me some All seafood right. now. Jerry Short, <laughs> Teller of Tales, thank you for your post-Thanksgiving report. And glad you and your, your bride were able to hit the road and get to see parts of the South. And we all... Need to follow your example and hit the road and see parts of the South ourselves. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. All right. The Teller of Tales from Takapola. Well, that will conclude our Monday, y'all. When we join you again on Tuesday, we'll have plenty of good stuff. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be here. to. Well, we'll talk some football with him as his team ended up becoming not bowl eligible. So we'll have and, and even change coaches, as we told you about earlier today on the y'all show we'll talk to matt hermans about all that plus of course we'll talk to him about post thanksgiving grilling what do we do next now that we got through turkey day what's next we'll have all that you don't want to miss it on the y'all show with john rawl talk with a southern accent have a great rest of your day The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by Dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by Dell for more Cyber Week deals. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for Unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4-4 four four basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. 
Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance.